Uh, welcome to the Big Show Royal Rumble! Ba, 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 ba. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Uh, what's up? We're doing well. So, everyone, thanks for joining on the Big Show Royal Rumble. <laughs> so far, we've got Christopher Howard and myself, but we are expecting others to join soon. We got Red Zone on a couple of our TVs here. The Pats already gave up a kick return for a touchdown against the Bills. And the Bucks are driving, which reminds me, Lebar and I are supposed to be doing double or nothing with our fantasy matchup this week. But I kind of forgot to put a quarterback <laughs> on, my, on my roster. You guys so, doing a console, consolation bet? Yeah, we did it last week where we initially agreed to a $50 bet. And then he texted me. Oh, my God, Mac Jones. He texted me on Sunday morning being like, let's do 20. And I was like, well, we don't have to do 20. He was like, no, nah, 50 is aggressive. I was like, all right, let's do 20. And I'm thankful because he kicked my ass and he beat me like 70 points. That was like uh, his best week of the year. Yep, because Brady and Mike Evans, I think, combined for like 85 points or something ridiculous. Oh, yeah, Evans had, like, what, a 60-yard touchdown, a 50-yard touchdown, and a 30-yard touchdown? Yep. That's, yeah. that's like, throwback Mike Evans. I know. Like, he, he didn't have this game, that game yet this year. Oh, here's Kareem. That's cool. Dude, Mac, Mac just takes some really bad sacks. He, like, does not have the pocket presence. No, and he just looks so scared, like, like a little boy. Yeah, he freezes. He needs What's to do up, well. What's up, guys? What's up, buddy? Welcome to, welcome to the Big Show Royal Rumble. <laughs> Why is it the Royal Rumble? Because we're hoping no, for just, lots of people. <laughs> yeah, we're anticipating a big group of people here today. Yeah. Less, what, less competition than ever, though, since we're all eliminated. <laughs> I feel like this is the real Royal Rumble just with the three of us right here, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, loving like the man cave. Whatever is that your basement? Yeah, this is like a little office that it's still like. So when I got back from Italy, I was like, I need a place to work, and so we yeah. started. Like, it's still kind of a mess. Like you got like random shit over here, but um, yeah, it's good for me. Obligatory Peloton. Yeah, it's course. Well, it's not a Peloton. You saved. I, I I was like, you can get the same bike for like. A fifth of the price. <laughs> yeah, we we were just talking about that, Jacqueline and I, because it's like, oh, group of the guys got Pelotons. They race. That seems like it would be good to like get into some healthy competition and you know start exercising and what have you. And then we were looking at the prices, and I was like, do I really need to spend that much money just to be motivated to exercise? I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, just, I also don't know when the big show turned into like forty year old white woman. <laughs> yeah it sounds like uh it sounds like max andy staz and jimbo have been doing like a weekly ride that's hilarious i don't know if you can hear jack with laughing in the background if you really like that one Kareem. good good thanks jack appreciate it the suburbs will do that to you what's up mr lavar <laughs> welcome to the royal rumble professor oh chris olave mm. Touchdown. He's, I just bet a lot on him to win rookie of the year. He was like 20 to 1 before this. I don't eat my new wife. <laughs> Who is it? Hey. Oh, 
Wow, Thank congratulations. What's wow. going on? Wow. This is uh this is the Yankees trading wives. We got Lamar and Staz swapping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got another one coming in. Oh man, what a suit. He looks good, doesn't he? What's up, Jimbo? Welcome oh my to the God. Wow, look at that zoom. What's <laughs> going on? You, got a fancy, you guys hear me? Fancy work camera that auto zooms on you? Oh, it's just the iPad. Oh, nice. Yeah. Take yeah, a seat. It was really cool when we saw that for the first time. I was like, did that just move? When did yeah. It? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, Divorce Clubs of America. How's it going? <laughs> going good, man. We're just talking about Pelotons and how we're all uh, turning into old white women. Oh, yeah. Oh, she pretty. Oh, oh. She pretty. Max has a conspiracy theory that Andy has some sort of machine that pedals for him because his output is just way too high. <laughs> well, that's Dude, he's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he's always said that he's like top 0.1% in his classes, and I was like, okay. Andy's got some, some tanks on those legs. But Dude, I, I believe it. He can't swing a golf club without tearing a hamstring muscles, so I don't know. Oh, That's because they're so strong. When he turns, it just rips all the muscles out of his body. <laughs> James, is, are, you sitting out, are you sitting outside right now, James? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's fucking Hello? awesome. Oh, my God. Is that your place? Yeah, man. Wow. That looks just like just like That's Boston. <laughs> just like Boston. Yeah. It probably, uh, probably costs the same as like a, a studio in the city, hey? Uh bought this, I think it was for like 420 or thirty. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 um, See the key okay. is you the key is you buy one place and then you rent a second place for yourself. It's it's the secret move. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Yo, can I make a quick point for the boys? Yeah. Yes. Sure. That that kickoff return was pretty obnoxious. Yeah. It was. Uh Chris and I were on at the time and said they might lose by a hundred today. It was just way too easy of a kick return. It's not a good sign when you're like fighting for a playoff life and you let up the opening kickoff return for a touchdown. <laughs> As I was watching, off strong. also as Matthew Slater's like trying to chase him down, I don't know because you guys don't see enough of ninety-eight-five. Uh, them just making fun of Matthew Slater at this point, where he's not like good. It's so funny. Yeah. They're like, I, I, oh, well, I didn't understand. I should have tackled the guy at this point in my career. I thought someone else. Would. <laughs> I can't. I, I haven't done sports radio in so long because I can't. I can't feed into that negativity. I already have my nope. dad. My you dad feeding me enough. Oh, that's the problem, man. You have what? to listen to it, otherwise you don't get it. What is the vibe on Mac? Like, I'm obviously disconnected. Is do people still think he's good, or is the the guy? And oh my god, oh my god, uh, that they ruined him this year is the vibe. Okay, so like the coaching staff ruined him. Yeah, but he like he was good until we started Zappy. I I don't like, we don't look, think he's I don't great. watch don't. any Patriots because it's just not on here unless they're on like national TV. But I just look at the numbers and for the game Zap started Zappy whatever he was way Zap. better. 
Oh, also, I got hold on. I got a karaoke machine for <laughs> worst decision ever. Oh, can we talk about uh I'll I'll turn the mic off after this, Chris. Our Heineke game on Madden. Oh yeah. We so, had uh we had a few good boys Madden games on Friday. Oh wow. Who's like before, do you play online or do you actually do you actually get together and play? So we, we played together online at Max Victorious. Got it. I resume my uh, my classic role as the defense. Labar and Mike split offense, and Max volunteered for special teams. <laughs> <laughs> and you play against you? Do you play on? Do you play other people on online? Yeah, yeah. Labar was like, "This is this is us playing our twelve year old selves online right now." That's. <laughs> <laughs> It Quite it fr- it froze in like this first or second quarter, like two or three games in a row. And we're like, how bad do we want to finish a full Madden game at 11 p.m.? <laughs> oh, so this was after the charades. It was very bad. This was after charades. Oh yeah, you can't you can't go over maxes without getting a few heads up games in. So it's like one. Labar, tell us what it's like now living with uh, Max and Stasitis. Max down the street. Societies in your house, so it's very similar to uh four years ago. With <laughs> a lot more real estate, <laughs> yeah. No, it's all going well. No complaints. Where is he? Where's your son? What's he doing? Oh, Mike. Yeah. No idea. Here's all I have in my house right now. Here's wow. Passed out. Look at that part. Where's his head? That's his head right here. That's his head. Oh, I thought it was like buried behind you because his chicken legs in the back didn't look like a head. Yeah. So no, it's all going well. Um does Bo does Bo get along with Mike's dog or is Mike's dog? Oh Bo? yeah. Uh oh, look who we got. Ah, welcome to the Royal Rumble. Let's pick up go. some scratchies. No, that looks like a uh, male. Male, yeah. A male. Looks like male. Oh, a male. Nice. So you got a bunch of junk. Because yep. that's yeah. all in the mail. You're carrying trash. Yeah. <laughs> you got mail. You got mail the nickel to donate to the hungry children. <laughs> all I do when I pick up the mail is put it immediately in the recycling. I don't even look at it anymore. <laughs> you guys, I'll be honest. Can I be honest for a second? That kick oh. return was not ideal. Correct. Okay. No, I think we're gonna. I I is there what what's the line right now? I want to bet on him. Um, it was seven and a half yesterday. I thought I thought you retired from betting, just in time for legal sports betting to enter mass. <laughs> well, now that we're about to pillage him, we're back. March Madness is right around the corner. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Pat oh no. Pat Labar preemptively put their name on like the blacklist for gambling at Encore before it was legalized. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Speaking of uh, gambling, Labar, we didn't discuss our double or nothing bet, so I think I should just send you twenty bucks because I don't have a quarterback. Uh, yeah, that's fine, man. Uh, sure. Or we could do a live bet right now. What's that mean? I mean, I know what it means, but like, I have no idea. <clears throat> um, Next play the pass. That yes. Oh, oh Max. Jim, I went down a 
black hole for a while betting every play live in NFL games. <laughs> it's so much fun. No, Chris. Oh my yes. <laughs> This is this is like, so it, is it like minus one thirty each way? Like maybe yeah. Wait, that Wait, way you Jimbo. guarantee you're getting yeah. screwed. Jimbo, do you bet like five bucks? Like how, how much were you gambling on? I would start out with like a dollar or two, and then you lose a few in a row, and you're like, all right, let's win it all back. Ten dollars on pass. <laughs> hey Jimmy, can you just show how deep your basement goes for one minute? <laughs> sure. Hey, let's let's flip this around. For those here. that haven't been there, oh, it's amazing. It's- all right here so this is this is the basement we got the wow. projector screen going there oh that's sick a couple of couches they uh finished this this year and then of course you know what is a, a basement without a fridge i don't know why we have that kind of... the basement fridge has to be I have enough an incredibly broken fridge that like is leaking it barely works but it keeps your beer cool <laughs> oh don't worry they bought that in 2018 they bought a brand new one in 2022 so <laughs> here's um, a, a bedroom up, that has absolutely nothing wow. we're up? looking at jimmy's house in <laughs> Jim, jimmy that's that's like a horror movie author yeah, writing a book going, Chris. Right oh it keeps yeah this is only like a, a third of, of what we got here so then a full closet with full yeah, storage which <laughs> very clearly we don't use you're not you yeah. and then <laughs> and then more storage with more storage you hit the peloton this morning jim oh no i haven't had the peloton in a little while i got a little uh dinged up last night as i was smoking <laughs> a uh a pork shoulder Smoking a boobie. Smoking. Oh, Mac. And then wow, more storage. Your... Oh, but wait, there's more. Jim, Jim has more storage in his basement than the entirety of my Boston apartment. <laughs> oh no, that's not even funny. Because oh yeah, I was just saying you, you think you've you've seen some, but the, oh no, but wait, no, but then then there's this closet because you know you need another closet in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I don't, I don't mean the storage in my apartment. I mean the entirety. The environment. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay, though, because behind this door is the unfinished part. Yeah, finish that, man. What the heck? No, you keep, you... It up, keep it unfinished. You play hockey in there. Mm. Oh, well, this is the hockey corner. Wow. Because it just keeps going. This is literally like the – this is the Goonies. It's a tunnel. Yeah, it goes to the bullpen. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So, yeah. Oh, here's Scooby, by the way. So this guy is uh, eight months old, What's and up, he's Scoob? 120 pounds. Oh man, dude! I remember you saying how big your dog was. That's crazy. <laughs> and and he has the biggest golden retriever of all time, too. Yeah, yeah. Brody is uh, is he down here? He's he's a good 85 pounds. See, Teddy Teddy was recently labeled obese at like 71 at his checkup. I'm like, I don't believe it. <laughs> the vet told us we had to feed him more because he was losing weight because he was playing with scooby oh yeah i'm sure, I'm sure that the pounds of dog in your house <laughs> <laughs> phil where are you at these days dude? um i'm at home in brooklyn nice nice yeah Woo-hoo. yeah following along on uh seeing if the colts can punch it in with zach moss 
There you go. A, lo- a yeah. lot of funny, funny starts, mostly by Tim, but Zach Boss is a good one. Bill uh, is the only one in the Royal Rumble right now who's participating in fantasy football. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. On I Friday, have to, I have to show face during a championship week. Yeah. What is Mac doing? Did we just call a QB draw? Did Mac finally get a rushing touchdown? No. No. <laughs> I'm very clearly behind everyone. I'm very curious to see what happens. Oh, it's a quarterback draw. <laughs> Patricia really getting creative. It seems like we've got a good drive going here, though. It's exciting. They, it's kind of like the defense never would see that coming because no one would do it. Yeah. On Friday, Labar's like, how funny is it that Tim and Phil are our champions and they were not the best all year? Sitting with me and Mike, we're just like, yeah, that's so <laughs> funny. That's hilarious. Is Mike okay? Is Mike okay? That was really tough to watch as just as as someone who, you know, I want everyone to be happy and I want everyone to see their work rewarded. That was tough seeing Mike fall apart like that after the bye. Listen, man, it's just experience. Oh, they hopped off too. That sucks. I was about to be like Labar, put the man on screen. Let's see. And and what made it worse for Mike was he bounced back and scored 215 the next week. Like oh, yeah. at, least, at least I put up bad back to back. I was like, <laughs> okay, I would have lost either way. Yeah. Um, wow, Myers was, made an absurd catch for a touchdown. It was funny touchdown. Who did? Jacoby. Oh, oh nice. Ooh. Keeper. Like Mike texted me. Mike texted me and he was like, do you want to replay the third place matchup? And I was like, Mike, you put up like 250 points. Like, no, like you got third place, man. We don't have to worry yeah. about that. Does, does he win like 20 bucks for that? A hundred. Oh, wow. Yeah. We need to, <laughs> money we need back. to revise that, I think. Phil, Phil has to relearn that every year after he loses the third place game. Yeah, my like, like, oh, God. Well, <laughs> yeah. Can I unilaterally change that rule as the person most likely to come in third every year? <laughs> you you need to be in the hot tub at the draft to do that. Yeah. That's true. I was going to put some stakes on on today to say if I win, I'll be at the draft. Oh, you should have done it, man. What what kept you from doing that? I don't know. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go in the chat and say that's the easiest way to garner total public support. Um, up against him this week, who I feel like has has the league behind him. Yeah, well, Tim's only won once, hey? Yeah, only once. It, it would yeah. certainly explain some of Tim's decisions that seem to be aiming towards a loss, trying to get Bill of the draft. I'm excited to get right. his uh, rationale for the Stidham start. He texted, we've got um, a thread going, Tim, myself, Andy, and Fournier, just like working through stuff this week. Mm-hmm. And he just goes... He picks up Stidham. He goes, I'm going to pound a lot of Stid tape this morning. <laughs> and then, like, 10 minutes before the start, he's like, we're rolling oh. with Stidham. <laughs> wow, another, a, another rare Dalvin fumble without falling apart. <laughs> Dalvin, what is he going to do next year? He's going to be 28. Are they going to they going to get a replacement so for him? 28 is so old for running backs. And he's, he's got a done. lot of mileage. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's you just do like you get them in like the 60, 40, 40, 60 time timeshare on a decent contract for guys that age, right? Because they're yeah, still good. Yeah. They'll start working in Madison more. It's like he signed Madison. I'm not sure what his deal is. It's know. tough watching them with both of them single digits and dreads. It's like impossible to tell who has it. Yeah. How do we how do we oh, value the likes of 
Dalvin and Kamara, you know, ignoring the suspensions for next year. They're both the same age. They've got a lot of miles, all that jazz. I think they'll probably have one more good year. Yeah. What about Derrick Henry? Isn't he a year old? Yeah. I think he's going to be 30 next year. And has probably had 10,000 carries in his career. <laughs> yeah. That's only been like five seasons. Because he didn't even start getting carries until his third year. But, like, oh you look God. at his high school One stats where it's just like down. they would hand it off to him every single play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was insane. His high school stats are retarded. And the film's just like, imagine us being a sophomore in high school having to try and tackle Derrick Henry on a football field. Just be like, I no, always, dude, go ahead. You're good. I always picture, like, our freshman JV team. You had, like, A.J. Fazio, Julian McClain. And then you picture Derrick Henry on the other side of the field. <laughs> Wait, is this your football team, Chris? Yeah. You played football freshman year? No, our, our collective <laughs> Algonquin football team. Yeah. I still wish a bunch of us had played football. I think it would have been pretty fun. I was too yeah. small. Uh, the the p and Volcanoes tried to convince me for so long <laughs> to play quarterback when I was, like, 12. And I was like <laughs> – I think I'm too small. My dad was like, I don't think so. So we were we were reminiscing about that turkey bowl tackle where Mike had picked it off and was running it back, and you just kind of like shoulder slash curled up into him and you both crumpled. It was like the most unlikely tackle of all time. <laughs> it's probably a model style tackle for quarterbacks. Like if Mac Jones could have made that tackle on that Colts play, he could have learned a lot from that technique, I think. Yeah. We were expecting more like a Mac trying to tackle uh, what's his name on the Raiders after that lateral play. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. If armed yeah. into the earth, yeah. <laughs> Does anybody is anybody still on the Mac Jones train at all? Just just him that. Yeah. He does not talk radio. He does not look poised in the pocket. He just freezes up half the time and his throws are often pretty bad. Yeah. He needs to do yeah. some tennis ball drills from, from that pocket presence. I think, like, you need to build an entire team around his skill set, like an entire roster, which seems silly to do for a guy like that, like, from scratch. If that's, like – like, if you're the Niners and you already have a roster that can – um sort of emphasize this skill set, then so be it. But like the idea of building from scratch for a guy that isn't athletic and has a weak arm and maybe can like be a point guard out there seems silly. Yeah. Yeah. But then why did we draft him? He, he, he isn't like a surprise. He's exactly who we thought he was. Jets drafted Zach Wilson. We all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not that he's, I think they drafted him to do what they're doing, right? Like, okay, we're going to at least operate with a relatively high floor given the infrastructure and see if he pops and it, he hasn't, you know, in a way that's like, there's Meaningful. some world where he's like a less athletic Joe Burrow and he's obviously not that. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think we're just... I'm not I'm a big Bill Belichick fan, but I think at the end of the day, the Patriots are now in the past couple of years what uh Belichick led team is without a really good quarterback. If you have a middle of the road quarterback, you've got the Pats deep pass team, you're looking at maybe a game or two over five hundred. 
Um, and we need Max, not the answer, I guess, that's what I'm saying. I think even with as good a coach as Belichick, you need he doesn't have an offense like the Niners or the Dolphins, where it's like you could throw anybody out there and it's a QB friendly scheme and they're they're looking good, they're making good throws and shit like that. Like people think still yeah. think Belichick is a top 10 coach. I'm shocked that Belichick hasn't committed to like spending more money and trying to sign pieces to make himself look better in the Brady Belichick breakup. He did try to do that. He did, yeah, two years ago. He did with the he spent all the money on the receivers and the tight ends, all of them mistake. You can't you can't count Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Nelson Aguilar as your they make it big money. Here's the thing, like like I don't think you can say he's a top ten coach anymore. I oh, mean, I think he easily is for sure. What do you want? He, 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 it's his job. He hired Patricia. Yeah, but that's that's part of your job there. as a coach is to assemble a staff. And if if your offense sucks, you can't like he. It's his offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Who are the ten better coaches then? Peterson, McDermott. What? I think. Uh, uh, come on, Biriani, Shanahan is definitely better than him. Did you know how easily? the Eagles would win the Super Bowl with Belichick as their coach. If you just took out Sirianni and plugged in Belichick. <laughs> are you kidding? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have to on this one. Belichick is not just easily a top 10 coach this year. He's still one of the best coaches of all time. Yeah. Like, so you, you, you I think, think like, okay, well, let me, let me just. Like building the staff and all that historical stuff. But a as a non as a non-Patriots fan, let, let me – do you think Kyle Shanahan is a better coach than Bill Belichick? Well, really. I, I mean, the answer is no. I think there's two ways to oh, ask man. the question, right? Like This year or I, in career? Yeah, this – I mean, this year. I'm not disputing his career. <laughs> building, an, building an entire team from scratch or with current rosters? Would Belichick have had as good of a season if he was coaching the Niners this year? Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. I I don't think. Dude. Do I think they'd they'd have as good an offense with the injuries they have in their third string QB? No. I think Shanahan's definitely a better coach to be in this position because he has such a friendly offense, whereas Belichick would just be like, we're going to run the ball and we're going to destroy you on defense and they would probably still easily make the playoffs with that roster so i think that roster is better than the patriots but to Kareem's uh, point, it? like it's been weird to watch how many penalties and kick returns and block punts like those are anti-belichick things it feels like he's losing a little bit at yeah, least for sure That's we said the same yeah. thing in 2010 though they, they had a shitty o-line and a bad special teams and it took a year for the coaching staff to figure it out. AKA, he fired the O line coach. So maybe Patricia's yeah. out the door. Yeah. He uh, should. Maybe you one should. of the challenges with their special teams is that their best special teams coach is coaching the quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> that could be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> See, you guys say this, but then it's like, oh, but that's not Belichick. Like that, you give, you guys are kind of, I'm just saying, might, no, no. It might not like all the blame. Pass. Belichick deserves yeah. all the blame, but you can't take it anything away from him in terms of overall success and what he does from a schematic standpoint. Like our defense is really good, and for the first time in two, three yeah, years, no, we didn't I'm, just completely flame out the end at the end of the year. Like our defense is still good. No, uh, no, I'm not. I'm definitely not arguing like his career. I think like the league has changed, and like people go for it on fourth downs. 
people are making more optimal decisions. He doesn't do that. And he's, he's also the most stubborn person in the world. And he's inexplicably gone with the friends and family coaching staff, which just very clearly is not working out, which is, is strange to see him do. It's, it's funny to say it because I've been so hard on him nepotism and favoritism with his staff but like his son's not doing a bad job coaching the defense like i think his son's actually getting pretty good um because his son calls the defensive plays doesn't he think so. yeah 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 uh, my sense is his son is not the problem it is just the offensive coaching staff and the roster decision making yeah seems what, what was patricia's qualification for offense at all that he's other, a rocket, other, than, other than going and doing a horrible job head coaching the Lions. He's a rocket scientist. <laughs> he's a yeah. rocket scientist. He can figure it out on defense. He can apply that to offense. Wow. Um, DeMar Hamlin's tweeting over there. That's awesome. I did he? What did he say? He just tweeted OMFG. I think it was probably in response to the uh, kick return. Yeah. I'll say this. The Pats have responded to the opening kickoff return. Just now came back 7-7. I think the Bills have only had one drive. There's Gabe. Should have caught that. Pussy. Gabe. I need Gabe. a score update on my keeper backpack. question mark. I was just about to say, can't wait to keep him again. Kareem, are you back? He'll uh, trade up and grab him. Colorado? Yeah, yeah. I got I got back um like mid-November. So it's nice. Almost. And then you're back east for the holidays and now back. back yeah, west. it was I, I got stuck with all like the southwest stuff. Mm. So I got stuck for like four days. Uh, that, that was wild. Crazy. Yeah, so my no, mother-in-law, like... my mother-in-law works. Uh, she's a flight attendant for Southwest. And she yeah. was telling me about some of it. And it was just like, she got caught in some stuff, but not too bad. But she was like, oh, their system has been really bad for years. And she was like, they could have full flight crews with attendants, pilots, et cetera. And they could, they had nobody to call to say like, we're here, we can work this flight. All the communications across like the official kind of routing and management system to say like, here's a plane with these pilots, with these flight attendants to work this flight. And then this flight was all completely screwed and they couldn't even get a hold of anybody to work flights. I think I I had read that, that it, it only could track people if it like followed a planned flight. And everything else had to be called in. And then yeah. they were on hold for like 25 hours trying to tell yeah, them to call reach. into that line. Their own employees could not reach them to say like, hey, I, we're available to work this flight and this plane is here. That's quite yeah. crazy. That's hilarious. Kareem, you were the first like thing that I saw about you. Like, oh, I'm in Southwest, so I'm stuck in Boston or whatever. And then I went on Twitter and saw that it was like the entirety of Southwest was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> And they were like, Good oh, thing the CEO made like $15 million. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you getting paid for? Here, oh, we got Brendan, everybody. How's it going, y'all? Welcome to the Royal Rumble. Welcome to the Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I come in and I just see uh, Jimbo eating wings. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's rare to see Brendan on, on camera without like a Hawaiian shirt and a coconut and some sunglasses. Yeah, man. What are I you know, doing? I, I feel like I, I gotta, I gotta get my props here. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, maybe I'll, I'll work with a, a disco ball here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, Kareem, uh, I don't know how many people know us. I think it's really cool. You're coaching the boys and girls varsity teams right now for the for yeah. school to work at. Uh, 
How's that going? So Monday, so we're like five games in the season. Monday, I have a game for the girls at Manual High School, which is like 15 minutes away at six o'clock. And then at 7.30, I have to drive back somehow to be in time for the boys game at 7.30. So. <laughs> I was going to ask, how the hell do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, hope for hope for no traffic. That's that's basically, and I was like, I told my assistants, I was like, I might be, I might be late. So yeah. you, you cover the first half, basically. Did you uh, volunteer to do that? Or did they like need somebody and ask? Yeah, you so I, I've been coaching the girls for the past like three years and the boys job opened up while I was in Italy and they like didn't, it, it was like quite, it was like quite late to hire someone else. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and most of our games are like staggered. So like one is after the other and I don't have like a structured job right now. So I, I basically, am just like betting during the day and then four hours of practice slash games at night. Throwing, throwing cash on Zacchaeus first touchdown and hoping for the best and then coaching both That's teams it. at just night. Hoping, <laughs> just hoping for the best. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. Have you have you watched any of the last chance you basketball stuff? Dude, on that guy, yes, I just started watching the second season. That guy's a fucking dude, lunatic. He's so crazy. I love I him. I love I, him. He's like a good guy, but dude, he's. I, I think it's interesting because some I don't know some of the shit he does is bad for his kids, but it makes for good TV. How, how did he running running sprints after a game when your best like prospect has knee problems is not probably like the best thing to do for you. How, how would you rate him versus Coach Watson? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like the stereotypical American like coaching style, right? It's like you got to be tough. Like you got to get that dog in you. It's like you're not actually teaching kids how to play basketball or how to like have their own. I don't know. Yeah. Well, something something he talks about a lot is like he's not just there to coach basketball; he's there to get their lives right. So he's trying to instill like habits and uh, routines and work ethic that doesn't necessarily you know, contribute yeah. to basketball. No, it's, stuff, but he's trying to get their lives right. It's really interesting. It's not how it's not. It's clearly there's clearly elements of success. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like not how I think is the best way for kids to like learn shit is just by getting like screamed at. Yeah, no, I agree. Sometimes you just like stares at them and screams the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, man, I think we get it. And like one thing I noticed so far in the second season is the majority of the team is just like, just do what he says, man. Like, stop talking. Yeah. Stop talking. We don't have to run. Just do what he says. It's like the, di- it's like the dictate, like, I don't know. It's like the dictator style. I don't know. Yeah. Also, Jamar Chase is a man. That was... So Bar- Burrow just missed Higgins for a wide open touchdown and then hit Chase the next play. That's a that's a big swing for Phil and Tim. That is a big swing. And there are seventeen nothing. What? What happened? Burrow missed Higgins for a wide open touchdown on second down and then threw a touchdown to Chase on third down. So that's probably like a ten point swing for you. What is what's the score now? What is who's tracking the live? Uh, no idea. I tried. I tried to find a way to like put your roster into Fantasy Pros or something, and I just couldn't couldn't do it without like signing up for a year of Fantasy Pros. <laughs> it's so it's so manual. Like on desktop, you like can't get Week 18 projections and scores from 
like the player pool or an opponent's team on mobile, you can get some of it. It's a total nightmare. There are very few websites that are clear they were designed for mobile as much as Sleeper. So yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dalvin Cook is hurt. Oh, put them out of, put them out the pasture. So I bet um, one of the best, so like they set the pat, so the bucks were like underdogs this week because they said they probably weren't going to play. They have no reason to play their starters. Right. So they were like seven point underdogs, but the first quarter they were supposed to play their starters, but the line still had them as an underdog in the first quarter. So I bet them first quarter to win at like quite good odds. But then they just fumbled twice, and now they're losing the first quarter. So that was fun. <laughs> is the you first forgot. quarter over? Say it again. Yeah. Is it, they just, the first quarter is over. Damn. Yeah. They, they were up 7-0, and then they just lost at 7-10. So I lost, like, a good amount of money there. A lot and of I, units. I, have to, <laughs> I might have to go back to work in a school now. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot that the Bucks, even when they're trying, lose for 99% of the game. Yeah, what is – that's, yeah. like, such an interesting team to me. Jeez. It's happened so many times. It's so it's so funny because they've been so bad and done that exact thing all year. But, like, if you're the Cowboys, are you excited about playing them in the first round at all? Yeah, yeah that'll be such an interesting game. Like, <laughs> whoever loses, it will just be the most disappointing season of the entire NFL, I would say. Honestly, like if you're the if you're the Cowboys, you're like, what did we do to just now we have to deal with Tom Brady at home in the first round when they like almost when they I guess they technically could still get the one seed, um, but it's just funny. It's strange because the Cowboys have looked so good, but Dak at the same time has looked kind of bad. <clears throat> yeah, he's had some ups and downs. He has he has the most picks or like at least the most picks for how many passes he's thrown, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's thrown a lot recently. Oof. You guys think the Cowboys re-signed Pollard after this year? He's so much better than Ezekiel. If they want to pay top money for him, because I we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Pollard's got to go where the money is, and I don't know if the Cowboys are going to be able to outbid a different team who might want to give them a shit ton of guaranteed money. Um do you think they would cut uh, Zeke and sign Pollard? It no. seems like Jerry Jones is way too in on Zeke still. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, fuck you, Bills. Yeah, no, I don't think Zeke's going anywhere. Um, What's his cap hit next year? Can they realistically try to maneuver and renegotiate and get Pollard? They could, and I wouldn't be surprised if Zeke did something like that because it, I think he obviously – him and Pollard have a pretty good relationship from what I've read. So it wouldn't be surprise me if he did something like that to try and get him to stay, depending on what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. Let's see. Ezekiel Elliott. Isn't it strange how, like, the NFL, you can just completely – revamp a deal, make it all signing bonus or whatever, and then free up your entire cap like Brady did yeah. every year. Brady was always the 10th highest quarterback in Payton. He always top 10, never top five. I bet he's regretting that now because with the FTX collapse. <laughs> <laughs> and his uh, sugar mama's leaving him, yeah. And, yeah, and Giselle's taking all the money. 
moving across the, the river. <laughs> so there is so Zeke's contract runs through 2026, but there's a potential out clause before um, 2023. They signed yeah, him. They signed him for a while. Yeah. They signed him for that long. Yeah. So I'm trying to look here. Um, so they may negotiate that then because they probably did it so that way they could negotiate. Yeah. I'm trying to see what the. I'm Pollard. I'm not taking a cent less than that, dude. Yeah, no. Um, interesting. I don't know what the out clause is, but if they don't get out of it, it's a four-year, $50 million contract that starts next year. So they're de- they're going to do something with Zeke. They're definitely going to renegotiate that. Um, but, yeah. What's his incentive to renegotiate? If he wants to win a Super Bowl, yeah. they could they could just front load. Like they could, I don't know. Well, it'd be to stick with the team and get the same <laughs> James, You can get a good shot for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, like, what's his incentive? He's passing up on fifty million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think you could probably all these restructures, people don't actually take pay cuts. It's just like different payment schedules and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess the uh, the question is, uh, would any other team pay him more than uh, than, than the Cowboys would? It, I, it's, it's talking about Zeke. It's like uh, Zeke's contract is already like really good. Like, who, who's going to pay him that? No one. I think how um how old is Joe Mixon? Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys hear I almost bought low on him when he was playing bad? <laughs> Uh, Mixon. He's my best keeper, guys. Don't talk about him in a negative way, please. I bought low on James Cook after Chris's team was so good that he had to drop him. (laughs) You can't keep James Cook. Uh, I'm definitely keeping James Cook. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Who's on your rock? Who are your keepers? Um, I have all the injured players. (laughs) Oh, right, 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 right. Javante is going to be the next J.K. Dobbins. He'll be good for you in week 15. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jim, I took a little offense when you were like, Tim's the master of drafting these rookies because I got Jefferson, I got Javante, I got Cook and uh, Rashad White this year. I just couldn't keep on to them. I've been having some good success with them. Yeah, I mean, I I had to pump up Tim, though. He's going into the championship week here. True, true. I I was so pissed you took Jefferson. I was going to take him, like, four picks after you i was I texting that. james i was like jefferson's my guy like this guy's gonna be <laughs> huge and yep. just didn't draft him because i'm an idiot i took like four tight ends instead and it's like <laughs> wasn't that like the third round or fourth round or something like it was, it was, it was like the fourth round. or fifth yeah it yeah. Was the fifth round. i did my fake uh carry on johnson pick the and then took jefferson with yep. the jersey i remember that yeah it's my calvin johnson jersey <laughs> I was bummed because Jefferson was 100% going to break the single season record and then put up a 15 spot last week. Yeah. After all that smack talk from, from Jire. Yeah, he actually owned him. So are, are, we ta- are, are the Packers going to make a run here? I mean, they got to win tonight, but if they win, are they going to make a run? 
They always could. I mean, Rodgers can turn it on. Is what's what's Watson's deal? Is he hurt or is he? He's healthy now. Okay. Yeah, Rodgers can turn it on. Watson's good enough. They got a couple. You know, the Lizard Band can always play well, and then Dylan and Aaron Jones with their roller coaster of a carry split, but they both look pretty good at times. And I, I think the uh, the NFC is wide open because. Uh, yeah, you look at the Cowboys, you you look at the Bucks. It's it's like they could be great or they could be absolute trash. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. NFC is wide open. I mean, Minnesota is, is garbage, even though with what, eleven <laughs> wins. That's that's the thing too. Like if the Packers make it in as a seven seed, aren't they playing Minnesota? Yeah, who do? Yeah. So I I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers make some noise. I think it'll be the same as it always is. It'll they'll win like a game or two. Everyone will talk about how amazing Aaron Rodgers is, and then he'll choke in a big playoff game. His whole <laughs> he won one Super Bowl 15 years ago. Everyone treats him like he's one of like the three best quarterbacks of all time. I, I totally. I and I he's so unlikable. Yeah. Like I don't, <laughs> he'll get all the credit and none of the blame for this run, oh, even though they've beat yeah. no good teams. They were expected to win like. 13 games this season and yet somehow that he'll still get credit for like a five game winning streak against shit teams to get into the he, playoffs. He shouldn't get any percent It's all the defense, all the defense right now. He's, he's been off all year. So, I don't know. It's that peyote he took. <laughs> Do we think uh, Christian Watson is a, is a good future option? How do we feel about him? I'm not trying to pump up my guys or anything. Just trying to gauge how I should, how I should feel about yeah, my terrible podcast. Team. Talk your book, man. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think, James? Tell us what you think. Uh, he's super exciting. Um, <laughs> and such a boomer bust guy. And at one point, I talked myself into him being the, Rand- the next Randy Moss because that's the funniest thing in the world. And Not, not Gabe Davis. <laughs> No, not hopefully not the next Gabe Davis. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Christian Watson, I think, can only get better. I think in the second year with Rodgers, he should continue to improve, not just be the deep ball guy. Um, but who the fuck knows? There's so much uncertainty with the Packers. So I think and Aaron Rodgers, the dude might just retire. He's so unstable. Yeah, I know. He's a. <laughs> And have we even seen, have we even seen Jordan Love for like a meaningful amount of time at any point? Preseason, he's good in the preseason. Okay, he's like Mike Flynn, he was real good in the preseason. What if he comes out and he's the next big thing, and the Packers just go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, who is just as good? They'd be the be the luckiest franchise in the history of the NFL. I, I think that would be good for Christian Watson, James. Well, yeah, that would be great for Christian Watson, for sure. <laughs> and A.J. Dillon. I plan on keeping them both, actually. So, Oh, the back. A.J. Dillon keeper. All in on the Packers. Yep. <clears throat> Justin Fields. You know, my, my keepers, my Fields, Watson. You know you're going to make a 1,000 trades. Perhaps, perhaps. That's why I like all the shit talking from Andy. He's like, you mortgage your future for a seventh place finish. I'm like, dude, I do the same thing every year. You should know it's going to be totally different in six months. So it's still better than the bar. 
who <laughs> mortgages everything for like a ninth place finish. <laughs> um, it looks like the Bears have gone from Nathan P. They've given up on Nathan Peterman and are now playing Timothy Boyle, who just mm-hmm. threw a pick. I can't remember a year where there were this many backups and third string quarterbacks getting getting time. Yeah, it's quite bad. Did Peterman already throw a couple of picks or something? No, maybe he's hurt. No idea. This will be interesting. No. Is Brock Purdy for real? I think it's just a system. Yeah. Jimmy, for Jimmy, G, though. Jimmy G doesn't light it up, but he just wins games. Yeah. He does exactly what he needs to do. Hey. Wait, Kareem. So, would you? Who would you say you're a fan of now? Who would be your go-to team? Because it was always Colts. Yeah. <laughs> it was Colts because I was being uh, contrarian for yeah. like, childhood. Um, then, but then I moved to Philly, and it was Eagles fans are. It's just like you know, Chris. They're fucking insane, and so it's yeah. like it's kind of fun. Um, and my buddy Henry uh, was a big he he like grew up like in the Eagles, so I kind of attached to them. But I haven't really felt like you know I just I don't really have a football team. Yeah, and the Eagles are finally like fun to watch. Kind of it was a tough stretch for a while, yeah. other than the random Super Bowl. But yeah. their fans are crazy, but they're not like murderers and stuff like they used to be portrayed as. Like they haven't thrown batteries at Santa in a while, but it's still <laughs> yeah. like. I'll visit Rory's family and bring my Brady jersey. Your dad's still like, I just wouldn't. (laughs) So I want to go back to what you said, speaking of the Eagles Super Bowl ring. You actually named Doug Peterson as someone who's better than Bill Belichick as a coach. I I think Doug Peterson this from for now is a better coach than Bill Belichick. Yes. That's crazy to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm saying this year he had a better season coaching. Also, oh, no. uh, have you guys seen the movie Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah. No. James, you got to watch that movie. It's it's like a f- movie about a guy in Philly who's like broke up with his girlfriend and like has has like some um like he like sees a uh, psychiatrist because he's got like some things going on. It's with, um, what's his name? I think Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. It's like, I Bradley have Cooper. seen that actually. Jacqueline loves that movie. Yeah. That movie is pretty good. It's so great. Yeah. And it's uh, the scene where they go to the Eagles game is like a perfect, perfect representation of Eagles fans, I think. Wait, go. is that the one? Is that the one with him and Jennifer Lawrence, or is that a different one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is amazing in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they like he like goes to the Eagles game and he like sees his, his uh therapist getting super fucked up and then he they get arrested. It's it's quite yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. And she's got like the classic like South Philly family or just super Philly family. Yeah. 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 Have you guys seen uh, Jennifer Lawrence? Don't look up. Yes. Yeah. That movie's ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's like it's... one of those movies where they just pay every actor and actress ever to be in it, and it's social commentary. It was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. There's so many spaces. Brendan, what is that? Uh, is that a Vikings helmet in the background? Um, it is not. I'd, I wish I had a couple of uh, brewskis around because it is. <laughs> this is this is what I what I should have should come on with. <laughs> this guy right here. That that what is the story behind that? Uh, it, was, it was a Christmas gift. Uh, one of my coworkers uh, got me me and my buddy these because we are we are the the school's two uh, alcoholics. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that accurate or that doesn't seem accurate? Um, I, a lot of the teachers at my school are pretty old, so I, I think it's because we're we're the younger bunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're you're more wild drinkers. They're whiskey they're, on the reclining chair drinkers. Yeah, that they're more of the like single mom drinking wine, being asleep by like nine p.m. type. The Labar type. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, except Labar fits that window in between work and bed of just getting caught. So <laughs> guys, I gotta I gotta get rolling, but it's great. It was great to hang out for with you all for a little bit and talk. It's been a minute, so glad yeah, to good, good to see you, Kareem. Say hi to Corey for us. Sounds good. Sounds uh, good. See you, man. Bye. Peace. I'm a, I'm very tempted to to find something to to drink with with this now. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's incredible. Do you put them in upside down and it pipes through the straw thingies? Uh, so each end here uh, has, has these that you just put in. Got it. Here we go, Joe Burrow to Jamar there's Chase. Been, there's been so many turnovers today. It's been awful football. Yeah. Dalvin was back on the field. I saw that. Uh, so, uh, what do you say that Phil's probably winning right right now? It seems like it. I can't think of anything anyone on Tim's team has done. Yeah, like uh, Chubb has had a couple of runs. Um, I haven't seen T. Higgins do anything or Fryer Muth do anything. Look, all the credit to these guys for making it to the finals, but these lineups are suspect. Trash. <laughs> At least Phil got Debo back. Um, right. Uh, Raheem like Mostert, Jahan Dotson, Pat Fryermuth, Jared Stidham. It is quite the yeah. Quite the gang. It was uh, quite the move by by Tim to to be down for the uh the full replay yeah i respect it he has he sort of has nothing to lose because if he wins he like had an epic beat phil twice probably for the championship and phil sort of has an asterisk no matter what exactly yeah true it's like it's crazy this is like obviously unprecedented but it's been interesting to like talk to people and like look read about it and just like see what everyone's doing to try and like piece together these finals yeah so Rory's in her work league and she was down like a point and a half to a guy who had no more players left. She had Josh Allen and Diggs and like somebody else. And they got like two and a half points luckily before the game ended. So she was a hundred percent going to win, but also yeah. got like a point more than she needed to actually be winning. So otherwise it's like all of those are like these weird situations where it's like, what do you do to 
to resolve this without seeming yeah. unfair. What do you think about what the uh, the NFL did with their coin flip stuff with the Ra- Ravens and Bills and uh, neutral site if it's Chiefs Bills? It seems like almost as good as they could have come up with. Like it was obviously a, a strange situation, and it was it would have been easier if there were teams that weren't right in the mix for like first in the division or home field or all that. But what yeah. Andy pointed out to me was that there were already rules in the rule book that if games didn't get canceled or whatever, they would default to winning percentage. And they overrode it and introduced these coin flips, which is sort of like the X factor. Yeah, I think like that aspect is really weird to me. So like why change anything except seeding by win percentage and just, yeah. just move on? Um, I think they tried to get too cute and I don't understand why. Uh, yeah. But I agree that there was almost no way to play that game once they had been, you know, a couple days without drastically changing the schedule. Yeah, because what they would have put, they would have basically bumped the playoffs back a week, eliminated the bye, right? For one seeds and had the Bills play the Bengals next week when no one else was playing. That would have been real, the logistics on that would have been really difficult. And it would just mess with schedules for a lot of teams versus I think they tried to minimize it, even if it was like a strange situation and they had to do the coin flips. But Oh, Garrett Wilson for Phil? Oh, couldn't do it. 43-yard play. Oh, wow. He almost took it to the house, but he (laughs) blew a flat tire. (laughs) Yep. I was about to say, Phil's Garrett Wilson, but he stinks because there's no no Mike White. (laughs) You know, the thing with Mike White is that he he rallied the team, but the Jets didn't really win games with him. Yeah, no. other than the first game. And did they even end up losing that one? I, I think so. I think in all of his starts, I think he only got one win. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it was really weird. Like, all right, so they had Zach Wilson, so terrible on offense, but their defense was so good where, like, they were able to get away with it. And then they started doing really good on offense and Mike White's throwing for 300 yards and the defense couldn't keep people from scoring. Like it was just really weird this whole season for the Jets. Like, didn't have one thing going wrong. The other thing was going wrong. They never got both going at the same time. Um, like they're a good team. I don't, I think if they didn't, maybe the game where they tragically lost to the Pats kind of ruined them because uh, they were kind of set to, win that game and then continue to build momentum, but I don't know. Because that would have put them in a really good spot, and then they kind of reeled from there. Yeah. Because I think they were, what, like seven and four or something like that? It's like, it's crazy that you start seven and four and still miss playoffs. Yeah. It's almost almost like the Titans, who were seven and three, and they lost lost six games in a row to end the season. (laughs) And, like, it was – that I don't know what happened with Tennessee other than they almost could have, should have beat the Chiefs with Malik Willis, and then they got their asses handed to them by the Eagles in the A.J. Brown revenge game, and they were like, okay, oh, yeah. you're, you're fired, GM, and they haven't won a game since. Like, something yeah. weird happened other than just the owners being mad that they traded a wide receiver. Uh, they, they, hasn't uh, Ted Tannehill been, been out for a while? Like was was Tannehill the X factor and all those? I think he was hurt. Then he came back and then he got hurt again. 
So. I think they just built way too much around thinking they could just survive with Derrick Henry, and they didn't. Like they got Traylon Burks, they have some some tools, but just you need something better at quarterback than hoping that Tannehill is that X factor. Yeah, when's yeah. healthy? That's He's been pretty good. Uh, no, he hasn't. Tannehill? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a bum. He's the uh, definition of good enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, if he was healthy this year, they would have made the playoffs, and then they would have competed in every playoff game they got in. And whether he was the reason they lost or if it was the defense or whatever, it's a coin flip. But I do think Tannehill's not a bad NFL quarterback. Like, if the Titans get rid of him because they want to go with someone else, like someone else is going to pick Tannehill up like that. But He'll, he'll be Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. I was going to say, and Joe Flacco is still in the league too, but he's not a good quarterback. Oh, Joe Flacco is terrible. <laughs> he's so bad. I love me some Joe Flacco, though. He's playing today, right? Uh, yeah, and I, I, I think, think so. He's, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's starting for the Jets today. He's in, and Zach Wilson is officially the backup. Which, is he, what, is, is what is with the back and forth on that? It's like, all right, the Jets are moving on from Zach Wilson. And then, like, four days ago, I saw it's like the Jets – are still committed to Jack Will to Zach Wilson, and I don't yeah. understand it. I, I think I think at this point they're like, all right, just like take take like the rest of the season off, like just just like go like come back fresh. Tries to just like forget about this whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's gonna be a tough road for for the Jets to bring him back though. Yeah, yeah, I think they're doing it to be like, I don't know politically correct we're not going to give up on the kid and then in the offseason they're just gonna be done like I, I don't see how I don't believe Robert Sala when he's like oh we just we're instant pot instant coffee generation we need to have faith in the kids like taking him out putting him in taking him out putting him in and him being terrible like he's just not good and yeah they see it every day so I don't know I think it's just a a mess of a situation. They can't possibly go through another year of potentially what they went through this year. Uh, otherwise, the coach and the GM are going to get fired. Yeah, and it's funny seeing how like badly we handled the Mac and, and Zappy. Like same thing, subbing in and out, and then like both of them were kind of less confident and looked worse. And then yeah. the Jets did it immediately after with Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I see your terrible management and I raise you the rest of the season. Hey, Bill, Bill thinks it's a good idea. Maybe we give it a shot. That's so funny. Does uh, it pass you score? No. So do, as a group, do we want the Pats to win today? Yeah. It's hard not to. I was saying to James before you guys hopped on, it's just like, just put us out of our misery. We're not going anywhere this year, but it's always fun to see him try and make a run. <clears throat> and just making the playoffs, have, having them say Bill Belichick sucks and is like, yeah, man, he's always makes the playoffs. Like, how can you still say he's a terrible coach, not top 10 when half the league couldn't make the playoffs? Yeah. This is a really weird, weird season where, like, so many teams with – 500 or one game over 500 record are in the playoffs. Like the saints weren't mathematically eliminated until lap until week 17 when they had six wins. Yeah. Just, 
it's weird. They, like uh, teams are all over the place. It feels like there's a bunch of teams that started off really good, then lost a bunch of games. You got teams like the Jags and the Lions who lost a bunch of games and then won a bunch of games. So now yeah. everyone's kind of like in a, in the mix in the middle. So like, does the fact that seven teams make the playoffs now like does that play into it where people are just fighting more, like fighting for these games? in the second half of the season more often where like they still have a chance. So the teams that like may not have been giving 100% in the, in recent years, because the season was quick, more quickly over, like as that play into it, where teams that are more evenly matched are just kind of really at a 50, 50 swap instead of historically. I don't know. I don't know how to describe that kind of doing it on the yeah, fly. It's hard to decide if it's that, or if it's just that like, there's not as many dominant teams and everyone's kind of in the mix. Yeah. We need to figure out how to do that for the big show. We've got to keep those bottom of the league teams engaged. <laughs> those peasants. So who, who, what, what do we say is the worst team in the big show right now? I mean, Kareem, Kareem stands out. <laughs> Patty's teams, Patty's teams had a rough year. It's got a couple players that like, like Olave and others who will show flashes, but yeah, I mean, with four, with four keepers, it's easy to end up in a tough spot for a couple of years. Yeah, I'm mostly... I think Patty's future isn't too too terrible, assuming that Cooper Cup uh, comes back like like as he as he always is. Um, but yeah. Kareem's future is pretty bleak. It's like if he's actually keeping like all these dudes, it's like yikes. Yeah. I mean, I'll never slander my boy Cooper Cup, but the Rams are in a weird spot. They're in a tough spot. And it sounds like McVay, McVay might take a year off. Like there's those rumors. Who knows what Stafford is? Like he's already getting old and he's super banged up. But it just feels like Cup should still be good. Like he doesn't feel like somebody who's just going to drop off the face of the earth. Like he's not the fastest man alive. He just is a great possession receiver who always gets open and seemingly should be able to continue to be good. He might have like a Julian Edelman post Brady year where he gets a hundred catches, but you don't get the touchdowns because you don't have a, a real quarterback or something like that. But yeah, I mean, LA developed their team by buying now. And so you, now they have to pay and McVay's out. Aaron Donald will be gone. He's, he's not going to play another year if McVay leaves. And then Stafford, what's he got to prove? If everyone yeah. else leaves, like, and now all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, you don't have a running back. You don't have a quarterback. You're whoa, whoa, Cam, a- Cam Akers is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they don't you have, don't have a running back. <laughs> if Donald actually does retire, they don't have a D line either. I know, Chris, I'm curious. Like, what's your, what's your honest take of your Cooper cup Tyree kill trade? That, I mean, we, we all think that, that you absolutely, like, fleeced Patty on it. I think I think it was a pretty fair trade. I am more optimistic about my side of it because Tyreek's a year younger. And I just think the Dolphins are on the up and up, whereas the Rams are in shambles. So I think it's just a better situation with a, a higher upside guy. But, yeah. um, and you have Jalen Waddle there. So it's like you can't just triple team Tyreek, so – but Tyreek does have the lightning speed, which could to me be something that drops off quicker if he like loses a step or something like that. So I was, I was never going to trade Cooper cup. Like I never felt like people would pay enough 
for how good he plays. I think maybe like halfway through this year, people were like, okay, he's legit. Like it's not just a one season thing. It's not like he is going to get 10 to 15 catches a week. It seems like. Yeah. And then he, he had gotten sort of hurt a few games in a row, came back. And I think I texted like Fournier or something. I was like, it feels like I'm on borrowed time with Cooper. And then the death blow came and I was trying to figure out the deadline deal. I wasn't, I, you know, I was doing my typical thing where I don't commit hard enough. I was trying to trade for people's Jones and, you know, some of these scrubs to kind of like fill in a wide receiver three since I had Lockett, who was kind of good, who had been really good. And, and then I was just like, I think I just have to do something. And uh, against all odds, got Patty to do a trade. You got to like catch him at the right moment. Yeah. And plus that was, I mean, he got a first and Cooper Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was good for him who it gives him another very solid keeper and gave him an extra first when he's in need of like taking some shots on guys to, to build a solid yeah. board. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, the, what was the initial question? Like who's the, who's got the worst team in the league? It's hard to uh, like, everyone has their different grading system, right? Like if you ask Andy, he'll be like, well, I think, He'll say, like, my team's got the worst outlook because I don't have as many draft picks and my keepers aren't that great. Um, you think Andy would say that about himself? No, about my team. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I was like, Andy um, loves yeah, his, no, team. Yeah, his team. Yeah, Andy's all about his team, yeah. Yeah, he's all about it. So um, I think it all depends on who you ask and we all kind of put different values on different people. Like, I think Joe Mixon is still a damn good keeper. And yeah. Uh, if you ask uh, Fournier or Andy, depending on what mood they're in, say he's not even a keeper because he's going to be 27 and whatever else. He only had one good game this year, yada, 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 all that shit. So, um, I don't know, Kareem's the – his keepers are bad, but he also has a shit ton of draft picks. So, like, he's yeah. in a really bad position right now, but he's got opportunity to to write it. He's got all these options to make a trade and – still have a lot of draft capital. Um, it's interesting. I don't know. I think there's In a two level first, of like, two seconds, four thirds. Yeah. It's a I lot think there's a, a right. law of like diminishing returns on the extra draft picks. Cause I even felt like that last year and almost a little bit this year, it's like you have all these picks, but it's like, you're taking your shots either way. So it's like, yeah, it's great. And then all of a sudden you have like seven picks you can't use at the end of the draft and you're getting, after the first round or two, it's like sort of just throwing darts. Um, and you trade the fifth rounders, you trade the sixth round, you're just trading back. You're like, yeah, I'll get yeah. a fourth next year. And you're like, what the fuck are you going to do with the fourth? Like, Yeah. I fell into that trap. Brendan kept trading me picks for, for my current picks. And I was like, sounds good. Like, I don't have anyone <laughs> yeah. I want here. Like, and then okay. you realize it's like, well, everyone left is someone that I don't want. So eventually I got to pick somebody. Right. Yeah, yeah. Two roster spots, and you've got twelve rounds more of like thirteen picks. And it turns out it's hard to get people to buy into like a seventh and an eighth or a fifth. Like these are not trades that people are trying to make. (laughs) (laughs) So I always laugh. I'm like, once you get into the sixth round and beyond, like they don't mean fucking anything. Because you're talking defenses, quarterbacks, and then people just taking huge sleeper risks. Yeah, there was a, 
that was one of the funny developments of like just the like weeks leading up to the trade deadlines. Like Brendan, when you called me out for offering you like a tenth for Deontay and then a fourth like a couple weeks later, and I'm like, I I was just throwing stuff out there, seeing like who would respond, yeah. but I couldn't. I didn't remember doing that at all. And I think there was <laughs> I think there was a fair amount of that going on, but I was definitely doing the most egregious ones. <laughs> I mean, Deontay Johnson has scored a touchdown all year. The the entire year has been like Deontay Johnson has the most expected fantasy points of like almost any receiver and would never put up points. And he hasn't scored a touchdown. Like, I think he has the record for most targets with no touchdown. I think he does. Like, what are you, Brennan, what are you going to do with him next year? Who are your keepers? Are you going Najee, Keenan, Mike Williams, and McCaffrey? And I, I got to make the decision on the uh, the wideouts here. It's like uh, of, of Keenan, Mike Williams, and Deontay, like which one do I let go? Because, yeah, I'm definitely keeping Najee, definitely keeping um, McCaffrey. So it's like right, which, which wideout goes. I mean, Keenan is the oldest, but he's also the most consistent and, like, reliable. But he keeps getting hurt, too. Yeah. So it's like. Mike Williams and Deontay have the potential, but it's like Mike Williams get, gets hurt all the time, and Mike Williams either puts up 30 or he puts up zero. And then, yeah, Deontay, De- Deontay needs a, a quarterback. Yeah. He's, he's not going to get anybody different. They Pittsburgh, they believe Pickett's the guy. I mean, I, I guess P- Pickett has looked better lately, so I, I, th- I think he's getting better. Um, I think I'm more concerned that Pickett seems more focused on Pickens. That yeah. uh, it seems like that's going to be like the the duo. Especially uh, Deontay, Deontay's not catching touchdowns. He's a volume receiver, not getting the volume. <laughs> Doesn't work out great. Pickens is having a good day today too. Too bad Phil didn't play him. Oh, he didn't. No, he played. Uh, I mean, he's not going to put him in over Garrett Wilson, Debo, or uh, CD, but he put him. He put Jeff Wilson in over Pickett or Pickens in in the flex spot. Yeah, but like Pickens also has just been getting like three receptions, seventy yards, yeah. four receptions, sixty yeah. yards. He's got he, two for fifty-five and a touchdown today. So he makes these ridiculous catches, but he needs to get like a little more consistent. Oh my God! Right on cue. I don't know if you saw if you see it live, same time, but he just made a ridiculous catch that I think they called out of bounds. Actually, I think I'm about to see it. Today, like today. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh you get those toes down. I think he did. I did. I was speaking of Deontay, Deontay has one catch, but he has six targets. Yeah, that's a Deontay. Par, par for the course. Yep. I think that's a catch. Yeah, there goes Phil Pickens beasting on my bench. Yeah, I think that's a that's a catch too. To be honest, I think if Tim doesn't will doesn't win when Kelsey drops nine points, it would be a pretty big disappointment. Like Kelsey is the scariest player on Phil's roster, other than yeah. like fully healthy Debo. But well, I mean, CD Lamb. Don't forget CD. He's got a yeah. throw in there. Uh, I think I think Phil said it on the pod when he was on a few weeks ago, but it was like 
CD is finally doing what CD was supposed to do. Like every year he was this top keeper, all the talent in the world, but like wouldn't put up these big numbers. And like for the last five weeks or so, he's like kind of finally settled into it. Yeah. No, he's, he's been really good. He's the guy now. They got rid of Amari. Um, Very questionable move. I thought Michael Gallup was going to be a little bit better once he came back from his injury, but he's just not right. He can't jump. Yeah. They throw, they throw him up these 50-50 balls because he's like the type of guy who's been able to win those, but he just can't seem to jump high enough. There's been three or four of them this year, so I paid a lot of attention to him, where he's like, just doesn't get there. Mm-hmm. He should be able to. So he's, he's just not right. Yeah. And, like, with Dalton Schultz and CD, there's not, like, a ton of extra targets to go around. And they like to throw to Pollard. Because they have have to find creative ways to get it to Pollard. Because they're going to run it 15-something times with Zeke every time. So, every game. Right. Jim Bodie, do you uh, have any plans to provide a refreshed list of last place punishments for us to vote on? Oh, I can do that. Did we even vote on it? Like, I feel like it's been brought up a ton and never. For some reason, we never do, but I feel like we need to. Like yeah. we did. The, yeah. I think the lottery was sort of a similar intention of like not just hanging for last. And my brother's league, they did. They do a punishment and they tried to do a lottery one year. And it like coincided with like the worst last place punishment they've ever done. And then he also didn't get the first pick in the lottery. And oh. the, kid, the kid like tried to quit the league. He tried to sell his team to somebody else because it went so badly. And I was just picturing us doing that. <laughs> That's, That's why you're going to make some silly ones. Like, I mean, I think one of them was go to a WNBA game in my other league. And I was like, That's actually not that bad. Like, I would go to yeah. a WNBA game. <laughs> that would be super fun. <laughs> or I, I like the. Um, spend 24 hours at a Waffle House and every pancake he removes an hour or something like that. That's a great one, yeah. Or there was one that was like you had to take a bus from like but like somewhere to like Iowa and back and like same thing. You're just spending like all day. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Like, hey, if you give me Wi-Fi, I'll, I'll hang out for 20 hours. <laughs> that would definitely motivate me to not come in last because if I had to hop on a bus from Naples, Florida to fucking Iowa, oh my God. Yeah. I'd be gone, I'd be gone for 10 days. <laughs> get murdered by Jack though when you get back. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm out. I'm out. The trick is though, is it the toilet bowl or is it last place in the season? Uh, I think the season. It's got to be the season. I think- because I think the season, season is what goes to the picks too. So right, right. Yeah. That's not the How funny is it going to be when Andy gets the fourth overall pick instead of the first pick, the second pick, or the third pick that he's banking his all of his money on? Or even better, if he and Fournier end up one-two, and the collusion and you know the gaming committee has to investigate the entire horse race. Yeah. <laughs> That was such a weird play. Did you guys see oh! that? Whoa, that was a horrible throw. Can yeah. we bring back for six? Uh, Devin McCourty's a dinosaur. 14 seconds left. Uh, if that was Marcus Jones, that would have been a touchdown. He's, he's so good. 
He really is. I'm stoked about him. Him and Duggar are so exciting. So good. Duggar is incredible. The um, I think I, I know we're recorded, so hopefully he never listens to this five hour podcast. I think he's gonna get a bust. He's gonna take some like two people that are gambles and be like so excited about them, and they're gonna suck. And then just be like, yeah, man, that's what happens, Andy. It's like that's what happens when you invest everything in the draft. Like it's not a sure thing, man. Like in his defense, he was right about a bunch of guys this year, but we'll yeah, see. Jam- Jameson William had a great catch this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is not only is he keeping Jameson Williams, he is not even considering any trade offers for him. Like he's not only a keeper, he he's untouchable. So that. He's only got three keepers though, and one of them is Jamo. Yeah, I mean, so like he needs to, he needs an incredible draft, and it's like, yeah, you may get one or two. So now you've got four keepers. Like, cool, man. Like, good thing you tanked this year. Or are you not counting Calvin Ridley as a bona fide keeper? No. <laughs> what do we What do we think about Calvin Ridley? Uh. I mean, he can come back and have a good year. He's 28. Like, that's fine for a receiver. Yeah. And he's fresh off a very long break. <laughs> Should be well-rested. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised if he was great, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he stuck. Yeah, because – I wouldn't be surprised if he gets suspended again. <laughs> he made a couple too many parlays. <laughs> Staying on the theme of the Jaguars, who's better next year? Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley, or Christian Kirk? Ooh. I think Kirk. Kirk's got like a track record. Ingram is actually great. <laughs> Did you hear the quote last night from Peterson? Uh, they were saying they asked him when what Ingram has to do to be listed as a wide receiver. And Peterson was like, Well, if we do that, then we then we have to pay him more. So we're not gonna do that. Right. <laughs> So, yeah. The I mean, Jimmy Graham effect. Yep. Like Evan Ingram is pretty good. Um, Zay Jones is my answer. Sorry for distracting from that question. That's uh, all good. I like that. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Kirk's just had some success in the past, and he, like, does seem good. Zay Jones is good there. It's just kind of – this is his first showing of it. But that does sound like a pretty good wide receiver core of yeah. Jones, Kirk, Ridley, and Ingram. Andy, uh, Andy offered me an interesting trade a couple weeks ago or last week. It was uh, Ridley and a future second-round pick for Traylon Burks. And I said no right off the bat. And I thought about it, and I was like, mm, maybe I should have done that. Maybe I made a couple counters. And then we were both just like, nah, fuck it, no. Not gonna happen. I'm sure it was a pick three years from now. <laughs> it was actually in his defense. It was a 2024, so only only okay. two years. But okay. um, yeah, we'll we'll see with Traylon Burks. I don't know what to what to do with him. He's got all the potential in the world, but he looks like he runs like two routes and then he's huffing and puffing. Like, how could you still be out of shape? Yeah, he's got injuries and shit this year, but I don't know. Well, and, and it's tough to be invested in the Titans' offense for next year as well. I mean, for all the things we talked about earlier, what yeah. the hell is going to happen with Tannehill? Is the team still himself? 
at fucking 31 and you got no one else. So, and you got a new GM, which way are they going to go? How are they going to try to build this team? I think they got to evolve. Like we were talking about Belichick being the most stubborn guy in the league, but Vrabel's a little stubborn too. Um, but also you may not have any options other than to be stubborn with that offense this year. So I don't know. Who knows? I gotta get over to uh, red zone here. Bear with me, guys. I gotta go grab my charger. Be right back. Oh, uh, oh, the Jets game is on too. Nope, that half. Um, so you're in uh, Boston right now, Chris? Yep, I'm at I'm at my apartment. I'll probably head over uh, to to Rory and Teddy after the after the pod. I was trying to say uh, everyone moves to North Brown Southboro when uh, you're no longer there, huh? I know they are uh, certainly building up a, a coalition in the boroughs right now. <laughs> I had no idea Mike and Amanda were trying to move out to the Burbs. And then it I didn't either. Quick. Yeah. And now they're shacking up with LeBar for a couple months, which was which is funny. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have some those, fun. Those poor women. Those poor women. I went over there uh, Friday and hung with them at Max and Victoria's. Nice. Played some uh, played some heads up and some what do you meme and some Madden and some class, classic night in the boroughs. I was gonna say I fucking love board games. We we had a board game night uh, last week, uh, the week before during during winter break there after Christmas with uh, Dee's cousin, and they brought over a couple of games I'd never heard of, but were pretty fun. Uh, one was Villains or Villainous, something like that, where never. you you're like all the Disney villains, okay. so it was like Jafra, um, the Hook, you know, you know, people like that. Cool. Was, was, Hook. Yeah, exactly. The Ville, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Queen of Hearts <laughs> for uh, like Alice in Wonderland. Um, Is it a yeah. very involved game? No, it's it's a little bit. Have you ever played like Catan? Yeah, yeah. I'm not it's great like at that, it, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's like Catan except not a uh, board. It's like a individual card. So everyone's trying to accomplish their own thing. And you can either accomplish your thing or try to fuck with someone else. And so oh. that's that's it. I mean, that that's pretty much the whole game. But you have to pay attention to their other thing, you know. Yeah. So like if, if I'm trying to get money, someone else might be trying to, you know, get spells or something silly like that. Yeah. So it's I, pretty fun. But I need to be in the right mood for that kind of game. Like I love games. Um I prefer so, like my family always wants to play Yahtzee, and I'm like, this game is rolling dice. There's no, there's no strategy. There's nothing. Right. Yeah. I like somewhere you gotta think and, and be strategic, but sometimes they're incredibly involved. Um, yeah. Matt McGinnis has the Game of Thrones board game. Oh. Boy. Unsurprisingly, so complicated, and like you have to keep track of so many things and know so many rules, and it's uh-huh. it's a little it's a little further than I like to go, but it is fun every now and then. It's like tickets to ride. I'm all I'm all for that. It's like yeah, yeah I build train tracks. That's all I do. Great. I just gotta pick a path. 
So as I listen to you guys talk about board games, I can't help but think of how the playoffs started between you two. There's so much potential for one of you guys to go on a run. I know. Chris, did you listen to the last pod, that that, uh, fast pod? I haven't listened to the short one yet, no. So I told James this. I don't know if you, you looked at it. If I didn't fucking run my mouth, I'd be in a championship. Yep. Would you? Yeah. Because you would have picked James. Yeah. I would have. I would have picked Phil. Uh, that, I was on my mind of like I'm picking Phil. And I would have beat him. And then we would have went to the next round, and it would have been you and uh, Mike picking, or Mike picking, right? And Mike would have probably picked me because it was it would have been you or Tim. Oh yeah. And so if he had picked me, I would have won. Or if he had picked Tim, I think I would have beat you because I put up 160 or something like that. I scored, And I only scored like 120, 130. Yeah. And then Wait, I'd be in the championship. Didn't Mike and, score like 215, though? Oh, you wouldn't have played Mike. He did. Yeah, you wouldn't have played I would, Mike. I would have played Mike, and you're right, I would have lost. I forgot. I, my mind never made it to that last week, which he put up 215, yeah. 220. So it wouldn't matter. That would that that's to to ease your own mind. So we were uh, talking about that earlier. It's like I'm a data guy. I should have picked James, but it was like it was too good, too good to not pick you. <laughs> it and was just it, that tease of 98 points that we tried to pick. I know, <laughs> but like secretly, you were the second pick according to all the numbers. So it wasn't that big a risk. But I like James was definitely the pick. And yeah. then it seemingly was working out perfectly. Like I got 105 points on Thursday night. That I was, I was like, it's over. You got fucking 35 points from your that, that Dalvin Cook screen. I closed my book for the week. I was like, all right, we good. <laughs> <laughs> and then like even an hour, hour and a half into the one o'clock games, your team was playing really bad. I was up to like 90%. And I was like, well, we're good. And then I could feel it. I felt the momentum shift, like that first Montgomery touchdown. And oh. then AJ just kept getting passes. The Eagles were up by a million, and they were still throwing it to AJ instead of running it with Sanders. So that hurt me and a like, lot. And throwing, like, bombs. Yeah, like, okay, we're going to throw a 42-yard touchdown to AJ. It's like, why? He caught, he caught, like, a 60-yard pass when the game was out of hand. I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> why are we doing this? And, yeah, there was, there was like, that five-minute stretch where, like, I think AJ caught a touchdown – um, Montgomery got a touchdown and Mahomes ran for a touchdown. And that yeah. was like, that was where the, it that actually big pushed swing. into, I'm worried to like, I think I'm actually have lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm in danger. And then, yeah. And then the next week I was like mad because through the one o'clock, so it looked like I was going to score the most. And then same thing, everyone put up a big second half and I like ended up with the least. So I, I, uh, don't have, rem- uh, immense regrets over it, but, uh, it would have been fun to beat you. I was trying to yeah. beat above 500 gym. <laughs> I, so it, it's, I mean, I said it in the, the chat as well of like, I very clearly was running my mouth in the hopes of like, you would treat me like an ant and just be like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> and the reverse psychology is like, no, now I pissed you off so much that you had to pick me on the damn. It went oh, a little too far because I was with you. I was like, my team stinks. <laughs> like I'm arguably over kind of qualified here. Fournier kept talking me up at the five. I was like, it's not that good of a team. You had like a really good five week stretch or something that you were the best for the whole time. But like on the whole season basis, you were like pretty in the middle. Right. And then I think it was you, Tim 
and somebody else had really bad week 14s and it was like, wow, everyone could be bad or be good. Right. So it just felt kind of like a guess. And I don't know. It was, I mean, it was fun just because it was like such a, such a something to, to do. Yeah. And <laughs> it was exciting, but it felt like it felt so, I felt so empty. It was like, I had this mat, like me and Mike were the, by the way, the best, like we were putting up 200, like every third week. I was like, I was like, I'll pick anyone and win. Mm-hmm. And obviously, <laughs> obviously playing the villain role and even steering harder into it, like throughout our matchup for the first, you know, three days and a half. <laughs> and then uh, it all unraveled. I'll say this, you were a very good villain this year, Chris. Well done. <laughs> I li- only wavered a couple times. <laughs> Do you remember who thought of the idea for the picking your opponents in the playoffs thing? Because I, I want to like give them, I want to give them credit. I feel like it was That's probably so good. Tonya or Andy. Like yeah. I feel like they're, they're the ones who usually think of that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think that was one of the better moves. Even like Labar threw out the idea of you know instead of a buy, you pick the worst possible team to play. Yeah. It's a it's a very intriguing idea, and I think it's exciting. But it, I just feel like you would end up losing too often for it to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but because anybody can win or lose yeah. any week. Yeah. Right. Actually, yeah. You know what? I came in seventh this year. My team was the worst in the playoffs, but I made it, and anything could have happened. So I like. Well, every year is just to make the playoffs. You make the playoffs enough, you're going to get a couple of runs that work in your favor. Yeah, I think that's a good approach. Well, that was my my goal this year as well, which is also one of the reasons I ran my mouth to Chris of like, if I piss off Chris who will beat anyone, then when I lose to Chris, that yeah, well, I made the playoffs, but yeah, like fucking ran my mouth. My team wasn't bad. I'm just an asshole. You know what I mean? At least so I a defense mechanism as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are the fun things. Like we have our couple like long-standing rivalries, but like for the most part, it's funny little things like that that kind of like keep people engaged, and you have some more exciting matchups than just like, oh, my team's better and I beat you. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, was this the first year in a long time where you haven't made the playoffs? I feel like it has, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm I'm pretty sure I've made the playoffs. For like I don't know, like three straight years, four straight years, something like that. So yeah, this is the first time in a while, and it was it was a close one. And I'm, I'm telling you, it all came down to uh, to uh, that kicker, the McManus, the McManus, Monday night. Had it that that just like that killed my whole season. <laughs> Sucked the wind out of your sails. It really did. It, it sent me into a spiral. So I I missed out on the playoffs by one win. Like, oh man, it, it so, felt like we were gonna have an incredibly dramatic last week or two, like with four or five weeks to go because there were so many teams like around 500, and it just ended up like the only people that could have flip flop needed to outscore you by like 150 points. So it was like a little bit, a little bit underwhelming because it looked like it was gonna be this like dramatic finish. Yeah, and then for a second, I, I, I had hope because James's team wasn't scoring that much so it's like all right it's like my team dropping like 200 it's like with mike williams and, and mccaffrey it's like it's definitely possible feasible 
Yeah. And, and then I started thinking, it's like, if I lose by just like a handful of points, that's that's a whole kicker thing coming back. When when I like didn't start a kicker, it's like <laughs> it all comes comes back to that. What's yeah, actually, I, I, th- I think I did end up starting a kicker, um, but I put no no investment into choosing like that kicker. Yeah. What's funny about our matchup, Brennan, is that I knew if I lost if I lost that game, I was like, I'm gonna give up on the season. <laughs> Team sucks, whatever. I need a fucking miracle. It'd be so cool. I rocked my Barry Sanders jersey for that game and didn't say, like, my dad was here that week. So I didn't say anything to him, didn't say anything to Jacqueline, which I usually talk to at least her about what's going on in fantasy because it's fun. And I didn't say anything about what I needed to happen. I just sat there and I was like, no, I'm going to watch the game and wear my favorite football jersey. And I'm just going to hope for good things. And then, like, as the game went on, I was, like, starting to tense up. And at one point, my dad was like, what's going on? Like, what's wrong with you? And I looked, and I was like, All right, I have to tell you. It was, like, <laughs> midway through the fourth quarter. And I was like, this is what's going on. He was like, oh, okay. Like, he got into it. And it was, it was really funny. So, it was the it was the Barry, Barry Sanders jersey. Barry, Barry Alu. <laughs> there is – there's nothing – worse than when you're watching a close matchup just to lose and you look back and you're like man the last four hours of my life were a complete waste i was so stressed out over watching this game i have no control over and didn't win <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's, that's gambling get, baby that's gambling yep. It gets worse when you have kids and stuff because like your window of like opportunity to do things for yourself or like fun things in general is so small so Mm -hmm. like so many of our like the Sunday podcasts and like the ones we do at night it's like dependent on just the girls taking a nap or (laughs) just just girls having a good night's sleep and like not having any freakouts to to go to bed and then like you're really selling on kids right now yeah it sounds great especially on a Sunday when it's like I just want to relax for like an hour and a half watch some football and talk to some people whatever and it's like you get 30 minutes into nap time and they wake up and you're like fuck and the whole day is just gone and you're like oh cool it's bedtime again what happened to my time you know it's just gone so yeah. especially when you waste that time of like freedom and fun times with like watching something that's stressful you have no control over and you lose it's like yeah yeah i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that again i'm not gonna do that again I'm so unpleasant when when that's going on too. I'm just so short, and it's like the littlest things set me off. Like I'm going through a lot right now. Why are you in such a bad mood today? I'm losing in fantasy. Okay, it's close. <laughs> I, I usually don't even get that. I get the, the look at it of like you're losing your fantasy, aren't you? I'm like, okay, so I'm being an asshole. So what? Yeah. <laughs> you're not used to it now. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and then I'm in a good mood. It's like you ended up winning the game. I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I'll like tell Rory the percentages. She's like, the percentages mean nothing. <laughs> I know we talk about that all the time. <laughs> but it's still something. It's something. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> Gives me help. <laughs> uh, I really wish we had an updated score in this championship matchup right now. But yeah. let's see. Let's see what we got. So. Andy would try and update, but I think his uh, both of his parents and in-laws are over. Yeah, it's almost baby time. Yeah. 
so crazy. All right, let's see. So Tim has Chubb. I thought about doing like a daily fantasy with both rosters. So that way I could check it. And then I realized no one else would be able to see it. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Chubb's got nine points. Bill's got Stevenson, who has nine points. It's a little bit of a wash there. Um, and then Moss versus Mostert. Um, Mostert has seven points. Moss has... Oh, he's not actually on Phil's roster in this. It's interesting. Um, Moss. He has 11. Uh, with these thrilling matchups, it looks like Phil has a slight advantage on those two running backs. And Devontae and CD haven't played. Ooh, Higgins versus um, Garrett Wilson. Here, Wilson has six. T. Higgins has one. Oh, my God. This matchup sucks. <laughs> Debo and Dotson haven't played. Kelsey had nine. Um, Friermuth, I can't imagine he's doing anything today. He has zero. Okay. Um, then... Jeff Wilson Jr. is the last guy who's playing, and he has seven and a half. This is – look. oh, Joe Burrow. Forgot to look at Joe Burrow. Sorry, Phil. Is there, are they going to break 100? 12 and a half. I don't 90 know. To, oh. 90 to 80 final. Yeah, lowest scoring final in Big Show history. And this is why you don't have fantasy in week 18. <laughs> Although Raheem Mostert with a big boy run. And also, on a Sunday their, their total last week was pretty low as well. So, I mean. Yeah, it was. I thought it was going to be a lot higher. Oh, what's up, Phil? Come on back, man. Phil, we were just talking about your matchup and how bad it's been. <laughs> what? Yeah, we were just talking about how shitty your matchup is. Better? <laughs> is it better or worse than somebody? <clears throat> somebody might be ahead of me, um, but it's fourth and one in the Pats right now. Is it better or worse than them lining up in shotgun in third and one and fourth and one? <laughs> All, oh. the, the only thing consistent is that they will line up in inexplicable formations, whether it's third and 12 and they run a dive or back-to-back shotguns on third and one. They got the first down, but it seems silly. Because they do the unexpected. When others zig, they zag. That's why Patricia's going to come back next year as the offensive coordinator. Oh, again. don't say that shit. I think too many zigs. <laughs> Think what we can do for a zag or two. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's what's bad about my matchup? Everybody's performances. Pickens, <laughs> I should, I should <laughs> what's not? Will either of you crack a hundred is what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Uh maybe. 
Oh, right. But nobody can get too upset about it because it's a weak, it's a, um, you know, an unprecedented situation playing week 18 for a title. So it might be uh, that was, 74. That was what James said as well. And I immediately came back with, I mean, you guys didn't put up a lot of points last week either, man. <laughs> Listen. Um, <laughs> it's the championship. I mean, how much shit can I talk? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Mac just threw a really bad pick. Well, I saw they ruled it incomplete, but that was definitely an interception. Sure looked like Sounds it. Like I'm behind you guys, so careful. I'm like a minute and a half behind, so you are very behind. Ramondre touchdown! Just kidding. Sorry. No. <laughs> I, that seemed like more... Was that intended for Aguilar? I think so. Can anyone explain why some of these games you have a perfect pylon camera and then games like the Raiders we can only get from a drone three miles in the air to see if the guy's out of bounds? <laughs> no. No, no, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, let's see. Big, big play. Okay, well, it's because those sky cams keep hitting our footballs. So yeah. they, they stopped putting them there. Yeah. But like the pick, they just had a pile on like pin camera where it's right there. Yeah. How hard is that? Do we have any, do we have any sponsors? Should we go to the ads? Yeah, you got an ad read from Miller Lake. <laughs> Sherry's berries. <laughs> AG4. Yeah. Dude, yeah, it would, uh, be pretty cool if we got some ad reads next year for the Big Show podcast. Just gonna work on that. Oh my God, what is Moster doing? Well, he just lost like three points for Tim. He just ran back twenty yards. Really? Oh, I'll sorry. talk to the uh, awesome. the marketing team at Indivior, James. We'll see if uh, they they want to throw you some money. Hell yeah, let's do it. Brought to you by EverSource. <laughs> We've got no commissioners on today, huh? No, Andy's got family visiting. Fournier's going down to Anaheim. He's going to go watch the Bruins play tonight. Oh, cool. Yeah. Aren't they? I, I don't really follow hockey anymore, but they're like the best team of all time right now or something. Don't they have like, really the same, like a truly insane record? They're very good. Yeah. I, I just I think, I think they only had like four losses on, on the whole season. I plan, I, to I, I plan to watch a game or two at some point. <laughs> And get into them in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I wore a winter hat that was the Bruins, and someone stopped me at the grocery store to have a conversation. And as you can tell, I know fucking nothing about the Bruins. <laughs> like, oh, I feel like an imposter. I have no idea, man. Name one player. Get the puck. <laughs> yeah. Marshawn. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm, I fully, be- firmly believe in the per- the curse of the President's Cup. So. Whichever team wins like the regular season points thing, they usually just collapse in the first round. So hopefully we either don't have the best record or we break the curse there. So um, is that like one of those things where I said uh, most points scored never makes it to the championship? I was totally wrong. Yep. Dude, I, why do they keep showing this Dolphins Jets game on Red Zone? Like, it's brutal. The guy playing quarterback for the Jets, every time they flip to him, he's like getting hit and throwing up a prayer. Did they take Black OL? The Dolphins. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Surely you know Joe Flacco. Whoever that guy is. <laughs> so I listened to that? a decent amount of the Levitard show, and I like their local hour. They always talk about the Dolphins. And there's a lot of talk about how Tua doesn't know how to fall, doesn't know how to take a hit, and that's why he's so injury-prone. Um I don't know what to make of that. How does someone know how to fall, right? But, like, Brady's never had – I think Brady's Brady is the perfect rushing. example. Yeah, like, they always talk about how Brady knows how to, like – not even fall so much as, like, avoid hits, avoid big hits. Like, you're falling yeah. instead of getting lit up. Yeah. I think people know how to fall for sure, get hit or, like, absorb contact or not invited at the last second. Did they just fumble? I think they did. But I think – like, I think some of Tua's, like, I guess it could be avoiding hits, but, like, the ones where he's hitting his head are, like, he's getting whipped around and, like, they're not really things wow. where he took Double his body slammed. Yeah. Or like and, I mean, he's a running quarterback. One, one of the benefits of what he does is he extends plays and gets away. Like, Tom Brady's big thing is he just sits down. He's like, oh, yeah. shit, okay. Yeah. Go to the next play. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. A few examples I can think of is, like, Gronk, Every hit was like, or every time he went down, it was like so heavy, and like it always seemed like he was really gonna get banged up if he did. And like I know it's a throwback, but you think of like Warwick Dunn or someone. I remember him like running inside, and you're just like kind of slithery enough to avoid hits here and there. And I think that's like a thing that people can do, and is a skill for sure. Yeah, they talk about like upright running styles. You just get lit up. But then you have like someone like Josh Allen who's diving and hurtling like every other play, and he's not getting majorly hurt. They oh, no. need to put Ramondre in. No, they just need to throw fades to Damian Harris instead. <laughs> Wheel route with ten yards. That's something that just happened. Yeah. Like on this it was a terrible throw. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, right, but they're like, they're never gonna fucking play. call it when it's like Damian Harris trying to go and make a play. Throw the challenge flag. You can challenge that shit these days. Fade to the fullback. Sorry. Oh, you guys got to be way ahead of me. <laughs> Press fast forward. You might need to restart the app. <laughs> that is pass interference. It's not, it's oh, Mac! Not, oh, a no. pen- not a single penalty this game. Really? They just showed it. Both have zero penalties for zero yards. I'm letting them play. Go for it. That is definitely – I'm still on the second down play. <laughs> right, I'm going to mute you guys so I don't – So when we were talking to Kareem earlier about him coaching the boys and girls varsity, all I could think of was Bert Nazi trying to coach the girls JV team also. Hungry <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> girls. <laughs> He would have been the most inappropriate coach of all time. For sure. The water is so cold. Yeah. <laughs> my dick is huge. Oh, God. Are right, they kicking a field goal? They make it? I don't know. Probably. Yep. I'll try to restart it. Against the San Francisco 49ers later on this afternoon. We're, we're stazzed to talk about his clubs. 
He and Lamar logged in and then Irish combined. We haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah. True. Did they text you or anything, James? No. Maybe. No, they didn't. Jack Moss touchdown. Let's go. No way. Where are you ahead of, did you just zoom ahead of us? Restart? <laughs> no, that's on. <laughs> that's on just the ESPN app or something. What's the deal with Lamar? Why isn't he playing? I read something like he still has swelling in his knee. And although he hasn't practiced, and despite the swelling, he's likely to play in the playoffs. So they might just be like holding him out and being super conservative. Or he's just like, yeah, I don't want to get hurt before I get my contract next year. I, wa- I watched a Bill Simmons thing saying that he was like pulling a Kawhi and just being like, yeah, I'm not going to play. Oh, that Zach Moss run. It's a beast run. Oh, wow. That may have just won Phil the championship. He's wow. over 100 points projected. <laughs> no way. I jinxed you Sorry, so hard like, last week, Phil. Point. That was my bad. Everyone's ripping yeah. reverse jinxes. That was so. He's texting me on the side. He's like, this thing's <laughs> going to be over by 4.30. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> did you watch what happened to Chris? <laughs> yeah. Pretty. And I'm like, dude, you. What's happening right now? I don't know. Phil's uh, internet's not so hot. I think it was just Phil. Yeah. Heard him talking, and then his face was just while he was talking. That's funny. His, his bandwidth is prioritizing catching up on the streaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Garrett Wilson, six-yard catch. Oh, yeah, my internet is just mainlining fantasy updates on my computer. <laughs> James is trying to pull a maxi, get you excited yeah. for a 10-yard game. <laughs> Well, the Steelers are actually going to win this game and probably make the playoffs. No, the Dolphins will win. Even with Skylar Thompson at QB? I mean, I love that you said that. Even though the Patriots are winning, the Dolphins are winning. I know. <laughs> Don't count out Joe Flacco. Oh, my God. Is this a Cole Komet touchdown? Keeper Quebec. Oh, best keeper. (laughs) All right, we need Baltimore to score. Oh, my God. All right, boys, I got to go because Mariana puked on her bed and Mena is waking up. So that's life, baby. It's been real. Um, Good to see you guys. I can keep this going if you guys want to keep going, then I'll just walk away. Or if you guys want me to, if you guys are good, I'll hop off and we'll call it. Yeah, I, Deanna is probably excited for me to join back reality here. <laughs> Wait, did they just run back another kick? I hope not. They did. You really are ahead of everyone now. Buffalo? 
All right, good to see you guys. I, I appreciate the support. I hope you're all rooting for me. We'll keep tabs on it. Good luck, bud. Wow, what they did. All right, good luck, Phil. All right, good luck, Phil. Chris, Chris, thanks for holding it down the whole time. Appreciate you. Anytime. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. I'll talk to you. All right, see ya.